I was the first one doing those Fleetwood Mac videos all the way in August, and now this guy got a free truck from Ocean Spray. Like, where's where's my free truck? Are you kidding me? Rattled. I was the first to do that. Bro, yeah, yeah. you're supposed to wear tattoos and shave your head, man. No, I got us vibing. Yeah, well, you were doing some dancing gabagools with it, I believe. I know. So where's my free uh, supply of gabagool lifetime? Thin sliced. Horse head, where you at? Welcome into a brand new episode of the Crossing Swords podcast. I'm your host, Ty B, and we got a full house here. We got Dwayne, Cats down in Long Island, and Joe Conzi making his debut up in the Crossing Swords booth. First, a shout out, though, for our sponsor, Pause Electric. Give them a call at 716-698-2711 for any electrical help. They do anything commercial or residential anything from new house wiring fuses to circuit break break breaker work or a general troubleshooting give them a shout again 716-698-2711 let them know train wreck sports sent you kanzi i gotta go to you first that beautiful 50th anniversary jersey first time on crossing swords how you feeling right now how you feeling about the sabers boys as silvio dante from the soprano said just when i thought i was out they pull me back in I love this jersey. I love this sweater so much. And I'm just really excited after being, I don't know, depressed for two weeks for the Sabres to make a move. They they just they pulled me back in again. I don't know what to do with this team. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know what to do, but I'm excited. Hockey season's right around the corner. Seriously, it seems like you can never quit them. And someone who can never quit the Sabres, Dwayne, I don't care if you ever threaten it. You, tr- you threaten to boycott <laughs> the Bills. You'll never boycott the Sabres. Don't even fool anyone. How are you feeling right now? Taylor Hall move, everything else, a couple few few small maneuvers. What are you thinking, Dwayne? Well, I mean, and we talked about it on that live edition of Crossing Doors when it happened, you know. Um, I was always indifferent about Taylor Hall um, come before we signed him. Um, just coming from the losing cultures he's played in, um, just if he would fit in well with this team, um, you know, and what he wants to be long-term. And I don't think – and I think that you couldn't have found a better situation than what we signed him for. You know, it's a can't, you can't lose here. You know, you either make the playoff, you have a shot at making the playoffs. Now you have, you know, depending on if any other signings are coming, which I hope there are, um, you, know, you have two legitimate scoring minds now and it all doesn't have to rely on Jack anymore, which is huge. You have four centers. Finally, like we finally have four legitimate centers on this team. We're not interchanging two or three guys and hope, hoping they'll, they'll work out at center. Um, you know, you, 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 you hopefully, depending on where Jeff Skinner is, you get more out of him now this year rather than the, whether the 14 mm-hmm. goals you got out of him last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm extremely excited, man. And, again, if it doesn't work out, guess what? You're getting a ton of pieces at the deadline. 
Yeah. So let's get an outsider's perspective on this. I know a lot of people outside the market were like, why the hell would he Taylor Hall choose Buffalo? But he did. So suck it. Sorry, Steve Dangle. Sorry, Toronto. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Catsy. What do you, what are you thinking about that move? The Taylor Hall addition to, to the Sabres because I'm, I'm in love with it. Yeah, that it seems like um, it's exciting times up there for you guys, which, you know, you guys have, you guys need them never right now. That tail hole signing is going to be a domino effect on the league here, uh, especially with, you know, um, COVID affecting the, the league's revenue. Um, you're going to see all these like top players here taking these one bridge year deals and hopefully just, you know, keep securing the bag year after year after year and maybe just find a spot where they see a winning, winning ways and just stick with it the, all the way through after, you know, that first or uh, yeah, that first contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems exciting. I'm excited to see Hall and Eichel play. Uh, you guys still need a couple more pieces, but long way to go. No, definitely a long way to go. We still got to figure out how much Olafson, Reinhardt, and Olmark are going to be getting here going into arbitration, which is going to be coming up very soon. Dwayne, what, what are you penciling these numbers at on these three guys? Well, with Olmark, um, you know, I was talking this over with Cully on two goalies, one Mike, and he seemed, we seem to think that he might be at after like a dub, the uh, Dubnik type of number, which, you know, I don't put him at dub, Dubnik. Um, you know, I could see him because the rules of arbitration are anything under 4.5, you have to sign um, when you allow the player to go arbitration. I don't see uh, Olmark getting 4.5, so I could see him coming in around 2.5 or 3 which I'm fine with, you know, I'm fine with paying him 3 million, especially if you expect him to be your starting goalie. Um, I think he proved a lot last year with the lack of a team that we had and the numbers he was able to put up. Um, and he missed a lot of time too, with that injury, you know, uh, you know, hip injuries are no joke, you know, in a lower body injury. Um, you gotta remember too, he came off double hip surgery. So, you know, for the season he had, um, that was impressive to me and the steps he took from last season to this season, um, you know, not to get in too much goalie rhetoric here, but the, the previous season, he was more of a blocking style goaltender relied a lot on his size to make saves rather than being in the right position. Um, you know, re, you know, relying on, uh, his feet, uh, just, you know, really you relied on his size more than anything. And he improved a lot, uh, this past season with Mike Bales, with that being said, a Victor Olofsson, um, that could go either way. You know, um, I, it's hard. I mean, in a full season, it's hard to believe that he wouldn't. Um, yeah, he, he wouldn't put up thirty goals, especially mm-hmm. if you do slot him in on the top line and play him on a off wing. So I could see him coming in at like four point five or five. Which, in that point, you have the option of walking away if you don't want to pay him that. Which, if he's coming in at five or five point five, you sign that all day. I mean, you, you don't let, you won't let that. I mean, Jack said it on spit and chicklets. This guy can score 40 in a sleep. And we all seen that there's not many guys in the league that have the type of release that he has with almost no windup. So he's a very dangerous player, especially on the power play. So you can't let that walk Sam. Um, he's probably coming in at no less than five, five and a half. Um, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in at six. Yeah, I, I mean, those aren't bad numbers. I think Sam's going to come in wanting more than six, obviously, though. He's got to oh, be asking sure. like for seven sure. and a half, like somewhere around that. I, I'm i just hoping it doesn't get up to that point. Kanzi, how do you feel about those numbers Dwayne's thrown out? Um, <clears throat> well, to start it off, 
I was just looking at a few things here and Dwayne and I talked about it, um, you know, on two goalies, one Mike, when I filled in was we just didn't together. We, we collectively agreed that we just didn't see why some of these goaltenders were just getting the money they were getting. I mean, uh, Markstrom was at six years. Yep. Six, six year. years. Uh, I, I, per, I think Kadobin made the most sense. I think it was three for 10 year, uh, 10 mil, but it was yeah. like, you look at these goaltenders and we talk about it. Carey Price kind of screwed up the whole goaltender market in a sense. Like like Montreal, like way overpaid on him early on. And it's showing as Montreal approaches the postseason every year that, well, geez, is he really worth that money? So, you know, you look at some of these guys on this list. I mean, Markstrom's at six for was it six for 36 with an average of six six million? Are you kidding me? Like you're gonna pay a goaltender that much money. So I, I agree with Dwayne in the sense of like there's a there's a certain limitation I'm going with goaltenders. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when it comes to forwards, Olafson, I, I you gotta pay the guy. I mean, he is unbelievable. Like Dwayne said, one of the I mean, he's gotta be one of the smoothest shooters I've seen since I don't know. I thought Aless Kotalik had a pretty darn good release, and I think Olafson's got a better shot than him. And he's a, he's more accurate. I mean, I, I, that's a throwback making that comparison. Um so, you know, I, I, I like the number that, that Dwayne threw out there about that. But Reinhardt's the one that's a little confusing for me. I, was it the other night, Dwayne, in, in, uh, in our little discussion that we were talking about was around, around six and a half? That's probably yeah, what he's going to ask for. And we don't think that Sam Reinhardt's this awful hockey player by any means. It's just when you compare him across the league to some of these guys that are getting paid six and a half million dollars and what they're producing, some of these guys can drive their own line. And I think that's the thing that we're concerned about is, um, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne touched on it before was the guy's got sl- like his boots aren't very good. Boots aren't very good. Um, he has a high, he has a high hockey, hockey IQ. But other than that, I mean, what are you really paying him for to, to stand in front of the net and tip the puck in? I mean, you can find someone to do that for a little bit cheaper, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the Sabres are really going to have to look at what they want to do with Reinhardt. Um, you know, I, I thank Sam for being here for as long as he as he possibly could be and sticking it out. But I think it's come to the time with him where we've just held on to him for too long. And it's time to kind of move on from him and find someone uh, that can fit that role uh, for less money. So so would you propose trying to trade him then? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. Um, it, for the right price, though. I mean, I don't want this yeah. to be like a Ryan O'Reilly deal where I get, you know, nuts and bolts and a bag of pucks. With all due respect, Tage Thompson, I hope he, you know, he does uh, – uh, mold himself they mold him into that great player but I'm, I'm not selling him for a bag of pucks and there's no way no <laughs> um, yeah, no you can't I, do uh, that I, I with with sam it here here's the thing like he and i had this discussion with some friends before is if what are the, if the best thing you have to say about a first line player is his hockey iq you have a problem um you know it and granted that does go a long way in the grand scheme of things, but there are a lot of players out there that have high hockey IQs too, that also have this, have a high skill set to go along with it. And in my opinion, Sam's skill set is a little bit limited. Um, I know there are a lot of people that are high on him out there, but you know, for six and a half to 7 million, you need more than high hockey IQ and pick, you know, tipping pucks in front of the net and playmaking ability. I'm sorry. You've been playing alongside Jack for how long now your career high is 65 points. Like I need more on my right side on Jack's right side than 65 points. Granted, you know, he was on pace for well over 50 uh, this season and, you know, in a full season, but even then, you know, if you want that kind of money, I need better production out of you. You know, I would rather pay Taylor Hall, you know, on a three to five year deal yet, you know, 
a Jeff Skinnerish number because he's going to give you 90 points yeah. without a doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. He's a former Hart Trophy winner. I mean, in his rookie season, you know, he scored 100 points. Like the guy has consistently put up numbers, even in, uh, in the season where, you know, he was hampered by injuries. He still put up numbers. So you, you, you can't deny this guy's finishing ability, his ability to drive the play up the ice, um, puck possession numbers, all of it. You can't deny it. And he just becomes that much more dangerous on Jack's left side. And, you know, and just touching earlier on what you guys said, you know, tie, you know, leading into this, you know, the whole people are bent out of shape, don't know why Taylor Hall want to play. They can, they can absolutely sit on it. You know what, you know, if you can't see the appeal of playing on Jack, like the left side for any free agent, I'm sorry. I don't care if it's in Buffalo or not sit on it because the, he is going to have a career season this year. If he plays a full season, there is no doubt in my mind about it. And he even flat out said he's never played with a player like Jack Eichel. Oh no, absolutely not. Like you'd look at his career um, when he was playing in Edmonton, he's never, you know, he was never really playing with Connor McDavid. And then you no. go, um, over to New Jersey, they didn't really have a true, real, you know, standout number one center there either. He was pretty much running that entire line. The offense pretty much ran completely through him. Now Jack's going to be able to, you know, it's not going to be one of those times where he's going to have to put up four goals uh, for the Sabres to have a chance to win. He's going to have Taylor Hall, who if Jack's not having his best night or, you know, they're double teaming him a lot and not getting him that space that he's used to that he he uses to to find these goals he's going to have some guys he knows that he can rely on to set up i think you're going to put victor olafson on his off wing there to hop over to that right side and you see what he's done on the power play in that position he has an unbelievable shot there and you have taylor hall and jack eichel to feed it across to him there should be even more five on five goals and it should help your power play immensely too to have taylor hall there um, you're going to have, you're going to be able to roll two sound full power play units. That second one at times, you know, was a huge step down. Now you should be able to balance it a little bit more and maybe find some chemistry with some other guys. Hopefully you can get a guy like Tage Thompson to really step into a bigger role and be, you know, maybe your net front guy with that big, bigger frame. Can he put, you know, a little bit more weight on with the rehab and everything else? It's going to be tough, you know, with COVID, but we saw, you know, what Bryson DeChambeau did in golf. He took, you know, three months oh, or something God. like that, put on like 30, 40 pounds of muscle. And you see what he's doing in the golf game. He's actually, you know, revolutionizing it. So can Tage Thompson not necessarily revolutionize the position, but can he take those steps to becoming, you know, a true, NHL power forward in 2020, a guy that can skate, a guy that can move his feet, um, a guy that can shoot, play responsibly on the defensive side, can do a little bit of everything. Um, you see there's, you know, that prototypes out there. You saw what Pat Maroon did for so long. And now, you know, even in a third, fourth line role, he's still doing those things really well. If you can do that and you're Tage Thompson, you can get a nice long career here. I think Tage yeah. Thompson is sneakily going to be, one of the biggest sort of aspects Surprising. that could, yeah, it will not a surprise. I think it's just one of the biggest keys, one of the biggest cogs that could get you from a team that maybe just barely sneaks into the playoffs to being like a legitimate Stanley cup contender, getting in maybe a fourth, fourth, fifth seed somewhere in there in the Eastern conference. I think that's entirely possible. If a guy like that can step up, um, you know, playing alongside maybe Cody Eakin, I think that's, that's really good for him. 
that's a good, that's definitely a good spot for him, you know. And I, I, what you brought up about with the pressure not all solely being on Jack, anymore, this opens up so much ice for Jack Eichel. It's insane, especially on the power play because now you're not just keying on Jack anymore. You have to key in on Taylor Hall. So that gives Jack a lot more room to work, a lot more room to see the ice, and a lot more room to shoot. So, you know, this past season, we really saw a Jack Eichel that started shooting the puck a hell of a lot more. It's going to get better this coming season. And I put Jack easily, easily at 50 to 60 apples this next season. That's oh, yeah. how that's how big of a jump in points he's going to take. Barring he plays an entire season. Um, mm-hmm. One guy, um, I know. We knocking changed, on wood. Knocking on wood. Yep, Sorry, knocking, knocking on, on wood, wood for you. Go ahead. Oh, well, you know, not, not, again, I got to, not to steal the, the show here a little better, hijack the show, but, um, you know, one guy that just, I have trouble. I really have trouble fitting in this lineup right now. And I've said it before, um, especially with, you know, the, the re-signing of Paige Thompson and all these one-way deals we've been signing. They haven't been two-way deals or one-way deals. So it's either you're paying these guys 700K to play up in Buffalo or you're paying them 700K to play in Rochester, if there is even a, a season in the AHL. That's even if there is one. There couldn't be, there might not be a season. Yeah. Um, you know, with that being said, um, you know, Casey Middlestat, where does he fit in? I think he's left out. Yeah. I think so too. He's not in the middle stat anymore. He's in the outside stat. Oh, that's a good one. That's that a good great. one. And let's let's transition off of that one, cats. I see you over there. I know the <laughs> Islanders not making very many moves, no splashes, really. How does that how do you feel? How confident are you in what Lou's doing over there? Uh, Lou, Lou's very quiet. He will not leak anything. He does not speak to the media, so nobody knows what his moves was. You had um, Devontae's file for arbitration, Ryan Pulak, and uh, a few others. Um, Taves was shipped to Colorado for two second-round picks, so hopefully now with these picks, we have some leverage in moving these bad contracts like Johnny Boychuk or Andrew Ladd, some of these salary dumps. <clears throat> excuse me, that can help in bringing in these free agents like maybe Mike Hoffman or Pipe Dream at this point, Patrick Line, but I believe Winnipeg's ask is just way too much at this point. Um, (laughs) What is going on? I'm back. What, Kyle Oposo coming back to the island? Yeah, yeah, bring bring him back. You guys guys can keep him. You sure? Yeah, positive. Are are you um, really, really sure? Really, really, really sure. We'll trade him for Johnny Boychuk. No, you're gonna lose him anyway. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Either way, the Islanders are looking to shed cap space to get that. Just like you guys just mentioned, you know, somebody off uh, the the shoulders of this top line to score some goals, like Barzell, and that first line can't produce everything but secondary scoring showed up in the playoffs which got them to the eastern conference finals Pajot was a monster brock nelson anthony bovillier these are the players that they want uh throughout the whole system and hopefully you know they're, they're linked to players like anthony duclair anthony the cu so hopefully there is a splash but like i said you know free agency will last all, up until the season here and uh lots of time left and you know time is ticking a little bit but lose quiet and you gotta have faith um, if we do not make any more moves, I'm 
fairly confident, at least the boys making the playoffs. I mean, it'll be practically the same team, same system. Um, and basically with Sor- Sorokin coming into the mix, hopefully with a solid goaltending tandem, you know, teams are getting better in that area uh, throughout the free agency here. Uh, I believe they can make a playoff run again that deep. Maybe not, but got to stay optimistic for the boys. Yeah. How much are you, how much are you planning on paying Barzal here? Cause he's still RFA. Obviously some negotiations are going on. What are you, yep. what are you giving Barzal mm-hmm. here locking him up? Uh, it's going to definitely take like a, a six year uh, or maybe like a five year, maybe around eight, eight and a half mil here. And that's basically all that we have in cap. Now I think with Devontae's out of the mix, it's around yeah. 10 mil and we're 8.9. So hopefully you can go, you can go 10% over the cap here, but that's still not much room. That's about eight hundred. Fifty thousand dollars for them right now, still really not making a big dent here. But um, I believe uh, talks have been uh, fairly positive for the most part. Um, I have no doubt that he'll sign a, you know, a team-friendly deal if we can make the cap space work. Oh, absolutely, man, Uh, cats! I got to tell you, man, and and I I don't really watch a lot of Islander hockey. I try to, but I mean, Barzell is just smooth. And when I mean smooth, I'm saying smooth and just – I'm just so impressed every time he touches the puck. And I, I, I say that a lot. I mean, it, butter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean and, – and, and that's the thing. You know, we look at Washington. Why is Washington struggling? Because Barry Trotz is a phenomenal coach. I mean, no matter what anyone says, you know, about how many times, you know, the Caps lost in the first round of the playoffs or, you know, whenever he finally got his cup. But, I mean, that guy uses Barzell so well. In, in that offense and, and just, just the way he cycles the puck, but I'm just blown away at how, how well he skates. And like you said, the six year deal, it's well worth it. You got to keep that guy around. He's the focal mm-hmm. point, right. it, it, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, I said, I'm not an Island, I don't watch a lot of Islanders hockey, but when I do unbelievable, just what a great, what a great asset to that team. I mean, unbelievable. Yep. You're yep. a great asset to this team, Tom. Thanks. I appreciate it. Dwayne. Like why, why not, why not go make it work? See if the two parties can make something work here, go in playing with house money, keep getting uh, picks to make leverage for dumping these at contracts when Belmont's in the play. And then, you know, this time next year, Belmont. Yeah. Hopefully that See arena, hopefully us fans. In soon. Yeah. So. Hopefully that arena gets done soon. Cause Either it's way, be absolutely I, beautiful cats. Who has won four playoff series? But didn't yep. they have the best food? Like they were ranked like the best food in the NHL like ten years ago. Who? The Islanders. Um, the barn. Maybe not. Maybe the most expensive. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I heard, uh, you've uh, been, you've been to Sabres games. I heard there was a good ranking system uh, brought out today uh, <laughs> that had cats pretty fired up. Oh, he almost lost yeah. earlier. I didn't do what it was Corey Prenman, right? Prime Coming man. out with his organizational ratings. And I thought he was just talking about the top level. Didn't do enough research there. Talking <laughs> about as a whole, as a whole. So yeah, pretty much outside Sorokin, our farm system is absolute ass. So like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Nope. You and we're just talking about bellows? the boys at the Josh top Hosein? level there. I mean, still that trash farm, that trash team in the AHL right now. It just doesn't help. <laughs> oh, you Brett don't. Thompson needs to go. baby. <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> I was just yeah. in Bridgeport the other day. I was driving home from Massachusetts. So I was like, I'm gonna catch the 4:45 ferry. I get on the standby line because I'm not making a ferry. Like who's that? You know, it's COVID. Nobody's gonna want to hop on. But it's like Sunday for 
I get there at like 4.35, about 10 minutes before. I'm on the standby line and they're letting cars in on standby. I'm like, yes, I'm going to get in. I'm going to get in. I'm the next one to be let in onto the boat. Cut. See ya. The guy's like, just got where the ferry's at 6.30. Do you want to stay? I was like, I'm going to get home before the next boat comes back. I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> That, yeah, that's Bridgeport, insane. Bridgeport is a mess. It's gross. They wanted it's, they wanted to leave you yeah. there in Bridgeport. Maybe you would run into Josh Hosang doing some off season training, so you guys can become real good friends, and you know you can get him up to playing to the level where he's that number one winger for Matthew Barzal. It'd be like a great like buddy buddy flick. You know what I mean? One of those old school Airbud type movies, but it's Air Cats. Uh, I think it'd be phenomenal. Air Hang. Air Hang. Air Hang. What, what, what a what a sack on him fine for arbitration as well. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I think you gotta you gotta be looking at paying Hosang like upwards of eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, probably around nine, nine fifty, maybe just a mil. Just play. Just play, dude. I don't know. Figure it out. What's going on? Is he okay? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going on with Hosang, but Let's check back in with uh, Dwayne over there. Dwayne, looking at some of these other moves across the league, what's one that really sticks out for you, maybe good or bad, doesn't matter? Um, you know, outside of just moves made, you know, one, one that sticks out to me, obviously, is TJ Brody going to the Leafs. But, you know, letting Tyson Berry walk. So you were willing to pay TJ Brody, but not Tyson Berry. And I, you know, I think I value Berry a little bit over Brody personally and that kind of that kind of you know that confused me a little bit but I don't know, maybe Barry didn't want to be, be be in Toronto I don't know um the Dandenoff again a lot of these deals that have been signed like Dandenoff you know I thought they get a little bit more than what they have um which you know you look at comparables as far as point production goes and you and you see what's and I grant I know these are UFAs and Sam's an RFA so it's a little different um you know, some of these comparables that we've been seeing, um, you know, it makes me scratch my head. And, you know, obviously most of it's to blame on the, the flat cap with COVID. But one of the things that has stuck out to me the most is some the guys that haven't signed yet, like Mike Hoffman. I'm surprised Mike Hoffman has not signed anywhere. And we have no clue as to where he's going. Mm-hmm. Another guy I brought up with, which I would love to see their, the Sabres get their mitts on, is Anthony Duclair, because I think he would cost you very little very little to bring to bring in on a short-term deal, like a prove-it deal, you know. And I would absolutely pay Anthony Duclair. Is, again, it would be a big bump in pay, um, you know, mm-hmm. from what his previous contract was, which was like 1.6, pay him like $2.75, $3 million a year for two years, you know, to really add some more depth because he could play both sides. And you need more on the right side because right now our only our, our best right uh, right winger right now at, at the moment is uh sam reinhardt you know other than that man the right wing is a little scarce and you know i would love to see them bring in a guy like anthony duclair on a short-term you know low cap hit contract uh you know put on your third line and or you know you know wherever you decide to slot him in yep um i think he's a great addition for any team yeah i don't know why he has been scooped up but i think that's him maybe wanting a little bit more money than people are willing to offer having just one season good season at least um 
you know, under his belt. But Kanzi, same question to you and Katz, just real quick. One move that sticks out to you. I know mine is Brandon Saad going to the Avalanche, a guy who's put up consistently 40 to 50 points and breaking through. I can't wait to put in another say. future. Why? That's what I was gonna say. What that like? Why? Like, what, like why, why are you answering the phone when Jack yeah. Joe Sackett calls? Just yeah. stop. Why stop. are you letting the Avalanche get better? Like, do you <laughs> just give them, give them the friggin' Stanley yeah. Cup now? For God's sakes, all the all they need now is a goalie, a, a bona fide goalie. No. Which I mean, oh. next, w- w- what's gonna happen next? Is Arizona gonna trade Kemper to them for a third round pick? Like for for oh oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne's gonna lose it again, and I don't know how we're gonna handle this. We gotta handle the fallout of it. Jeez. Um, I, I, I gotta say, I think the one it didn't so much surprise me. I guess it's more of just like it was more of just why. But Petrangelo going to Vegas. I don't hate Vegas. I guess I'm just kind of like, why? Like, I don't know. It just Vegas to me is is an interesting team and maybe i'm just jealous because they were able to build such a strong team so quick yeah or so quickly but i mean dude petrangelo was like the heart and soul of that blues team and he just like ups and ups and leaves and and free agency and he said he's he's at 8.8 61 million dollars for vegas and that's insane for a defenseman i mean i love defensemen i think it's great I, i think i think defensemen anchor your blue line but I mean, Petrangelo just says, all right, guys, deuces, see you later. I'm going to go sign with Vegas. It's like, well, Petrangelo leaves, in my opinion, because of them signing. Um, oh, yeah. Um, why? Is in, uh, why are they blanks on these shows? The guy they traded away? No, no uh, Krug, Krug, Tori Krug. Oh, Tori Krug, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Tori Krug. Krug. I mean, you, had, you, you didn't have to do that. You could have just cut Petrangelo. Yeah. I don't blame Petrangelo for leaving. No, and that's the no. other thing, too, though. Like, Krug signed a seven-year uh, – it's $45.5 million contract. Yeah. It's six and a half a year. Like, you couldn't give Petrangelo a little extra to keep him? I mean, I take Petrangelo over Krug, and you know – Dwayne, you know I love Tory Krug. Yeah, I, I love That's all Tory I talk Krug. about is Tory Krug. Like, <laughs> I love the way the dude cycles the puck. But that, that was my surprise was – he goes to Vegas, but like Dwayne said, we're sitting there going Krug for Petrangelo. Why wouldn't yeah. you just pay? Why wouldn't you just pay Petrangelo a little extra, keep him around? But your captain, pay your captain. Yeah, pay the guy who's the heart and soul of your team that you put the C on his chest for. Exactly. It is. It is what it is. Cats, you got anything sticking out for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm staying close to home here. I really think the Colorado Avalanche got a good D man out of Devontae's here, sending us those two second round picks. If he plays on on the blue line with Cal McCarr with that offensive studded Colorado Avalanche team, I mean, Devontae's was an absolute monster in the playoffs with two assists. I mean, two goals and eight eight assists here. And with the 68 games played, finished out with 28 points. That is an offensive D man right there. He he knows that D man system very well, playing under Barry Trotz for a couple years. I think uh, he can fit it very well in Colorado, and it's just another piece to the puzzle for Colorado to win the West. Yep, Cats, sounds you, like more Cats, features. You could fit in well with Colorado. I think that's what Dwayne <laughs> is I love Colorado. Out. I'm a you huge Brandon fan. Love it. Denver, Denver's my favorite city. I've actually been to the Pepsi Center for a game. It's great. They still got um, ice girls that do the shoveling instead of, like, the people who come out in the little track Ooh. suits at the Sabres games. That was a nice little addition. Yeah. They got they got little bars all over, so you get mixed drinks everywhere. It's not just the one uh, New Amsterdam bar, like the only place you can really get the mixed drinks in the in the arena. I thought that was a great touch. But before we uh, get off here and end this one, any last thoughts? We'll start. We'll go. I don't know. Your your view is probably all different. We'll go. Dwayne, Katz, and Kanzi. 
Well, boys, um, you know, it's been one hell of a ride since free agency started. Real slow start. I swore a lot. I made live <laughs> on Twitter. No, um, you didn't swear. Signing. I don't care what anybody thinks. We overpaid him. Um, and I really hope this isn't where they're going to leave. They're having a press conference with these 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 scrubs that they signed outside of Taylor all tomorrow. I don't know what, I don't know what, you know, great information we're going to get out of them, but you know, apparently that, that, that has to happen. So I hope that's not a sign as to, it must be a slow news week in Buffalo. Yeah. Can't wait to hear uh, what, what Eakin has to say. I, I, I well, I, I wouldn't mind hearing from Eakin, but the other scrubs, I mean, <laughs> oh dude, just go find a loft apartment somewhere in downtown Buffalo. And um, <laughs> What you don't want to talk to Toby Ryder? No, not at all. I don't want to know about his penalty kill abilities. I I don't care. (laughs) Um, but with that being said, I hope that isn't a sign. It's like, hey, we're done. You know, we still have a backup goalie. Um, I mean, unless we Ralph was being serious, we're gonna ride into the sunset with Carter Hutton here. Um, but you know, with all all of that being said, uh, again, man, I, I I I just I'm not gonna get off this hill, man. You know, there's two guys out there that if you can find a way to make it work, you make make a few deals to shed some cap space. You know, get Casey Middlestead the hell out of Buffalo for once. That's where you start. You know, if you can get me Anthony Duclair on a one or two year deal, and then also, you know, to bring more stability to your blue line, you know, because again, I, th- I think these guys are all waiting for after our arbitration too, to see what deals are signed in arbitration, mm-hmm. to try and get a better comparable for themselves. Um, I, I'm very, very, very surprised that Travis Hamannick is still available too. So um, I would love to see Travis Hamannick. <clears throat> um, I think that brings you a ton of stability to your blue line, um, takes a ton of pressure off Yoki Harju and Darlene. Because you know you can kind of like take the, the reins off them a little, at least Darlene a little bit, especially if you pair him with Darlene and you know you know he, he's more free you know it frees him up a little bit to you know really use his skill set rather than to worry about defense because Travis Hamnick's a stay at home defenseman, mm-hmm. so um, that those are the two things I would love to see one of those two things at least. All right, Katzi, what do you got? Dwayne's talking about there's only two types of people in the world, and it's just me and you, Dwayne. I'm telling you, if you want to give Anthony Duclair 2.75 mil, I bet Luke can make that happen. I'm sure Anthony Duclair would love to play with his buddy J.G. Pajot again. Absolutely love it. Uh, maybe if Deck Broussard stays too, we can have that Ottawa third line for the Isles and just make another deep run. What do you say? But uh, good things are happening. Lose a little quiet, but it's keeping us Isles fans on our toes. Belmont is – Getting there, we are now under about a year away from doors being open. So we're yeah, it looks like a real building now. Oh yeah, bricks are being laid in. They did the highest beam and everything. They did a whole live stream. Good for them. Like it's 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 a good time to be an Isles fan. But um, I'm just ready for hockey to be back. Um, it's real tough just watching the World Series. So uh, let's hope uh, everyone stays safe and we can get hockey back real soon. Yeah, hopefully we get hockey back soon. We saw the date get pushed back again. But, Kanzi, what do you got for me? Yeah, so it's been nine years since I spilled a beer on some random person at Party in the Square. So, like, I'm kind of just getting real sick party and tired. Of, party in the Square. Oh, whatever. Party in the Plaza. Party in the Plaza. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, I get them all mixed up. Anyways, um, so I kind of want to do that this year. It would be real nice, you know, depending upon COVID. So, if the Sabres could make the playoffs, that would be great. Um, 
But on a serious note here, uh, you know, Taylor Hall signing was is huge. Um, one of the biggest free agent signings I can think of, because um, who the hell cares about Christian Aronoff and Villalano for all I, you know, I, that really didn't, <laughs> yeah, really you know, it really didn't like make you me that, that excited. So Taylor Hall for me was great, but I think with Stahl being in the lineup, hopefully playing alongside Skinner, um, you know, Hall being alongside Eichel with all trying to figure out where Reinhardt fits in. It's just exciting again, to kind of talk Sabres hockey, um, but with that being said, there's some things I want to see this team do. Eric Hall is still out there. Can somebody call Eric Hall as oh, agent? What the heck he wants? I mean, he's 29 years old. He's good. Just do mm-hmm. something. And, and people say all the time, like, you Sabres fans complain about everything. The reason we complain isn't because – I mean, we're mad, obviously. But we complain because there's so many players out there. It's a very – deep free agency period here some of these guys all these guys aren't going to sign with their respective teams do something eric Halla, give me an eric Halla, a duclair something yeah. else give me one more piece that i can go into the season saying okay i know this offensive identity we're starting to see the team take shape we need one or two more players i think eric Halla would be a great addition to this team because i think the third line center spot is still a toss-up for me yeah, you can never Those, have enough centers. You never have enough centers. That's oh, where you want to be. So, uh, I, you got to move Eek into the wing to make that yeah. move happen. Cool, it's fine. fine. I'll be then, You want to you want to add a competitive spirit to this lineup? You bring in Eric Hall. Absolutely. On that hill for a while since you know, I think me and you and Ty, me, me and Ty have had discussions about Eric Hall like months mm-hmm. ago. But with that being said, man, you really want to add more competitive spirit to this lineup mm-hmm. and make guys fight for spots. Right. You bring in a guy like Eric Halla, you can never have too many centers. You can never be too deep at that position. It's the most position, most important position on your team is having depth at that position. Um, you know, ask ask Jeff Skinner how he felt about that last season. Um, you just can't interchange wingers to be centers. It's just a completely different animal. You, 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 you can't expect the winger to make that transition. Again, we saw that last season, Eric Halla. Oh, absolutely. And again, you know, because of COVID, these guys aren't getting paid as much as you normally would pay them. Right. And they're all taking short-term deals. If we can keep bridging guys on short-term deals until we get, you know, either trade wrist aligning, which I don't think it'll yeah. ever happen. I think, you know, we'll fucking land on Mars before we trade wrist aligning. <laughs> Um, or before, you know, whatever, how, whenever that happens. Um, but you know, get Ocposo off our books in a few years and we can just keep making these like short-term skill position bridge deals or short-term deals where you're not tying yourself up like the way we did with Skinner. Hopefully that doesn't end up badly for us, you know, the next couple seasons, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that, that's the way I go. Just bring guys like this in on short-term one, two year deals you know, pay them two and a half, three, three and a half million dollars and just get these, get these, these big contracts off your books. Absolutely. Couldn't say it any better myself, Dwayne. Absolutely love it. Let's build a little bit of confidence back in this fan base. Let's get behind this Sabres team. It's going to still be a while till we're in the arena. Could be a while till we're watching these games, but you gotta have faith. You gotta listen to dreams by Fleetwood Mac, and that'll put you in the right mood. It's exactly what it is. Miles Sabres ECF next year. Let's oh, my God. Cats, you better get Yo. your behind the Buffalo, bro. Better yeah, get Cats, you better behind. be getting up you here You better soon. be here, too, or I'm going to come up there and kidnap your ass. Oh, I'm going to fuck that bike ride naked if you come up this way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's already got his suitcase packed. The bags to Kaiser Town, baby. I'll be on the bike in my birthday suit. Drinking, drinking that process juice, 
right through Alumni Plaza the moment you foot, you know, across the lines in the Buffalo, baby. Meet me at Vinny's. All right, Meet guys. me at the wreck. Oh, give me the rec room. Paza Electric. If you need any help with any electrical project, 716-698-2711. For Joseph, Kanzi, Jr., Dewey Crocs, Cats down on Long Island, and Dwayne, I'm Ty B. Make sure you guys stay safe, and let's go Sabres.